It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You've probably heard the saying that big-time players make big-time plays in big-time moments, and the Dolphins' defense embodied that on Sunday against the Raiders. We took a closer inspection on this defensive performance and have several standout performers to spotlight, plus some additional room for improvement. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it, we live it. Uh, today's Tuesday, November 21st, 2023, and today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase on last-minute tickets with the lowest prices guaranteed. We checked the tape, as I am known to do from time to time, hence why the handle is at grinding the tape on social media. And in checking the tape of the Dolphins' defensive performance against the Raiders, the biggest thing that stood out to me was there were several instances throughout the course of this football game where Miami needed a big play. And you're looking at the personnel that's out on the field and you're really admiring like all of the uh, high pedigree players that are out on the field at the same time. And each one of those guys seemingly had their moment in the sun where they made a big play for the Dolphins. You think about Bradley Chubb, former first round pick, makes Big play in the run game. Christian Wilkins makes a big play on third and one in the second half in the run game. Uh, Jalen Phillips has the two sacks and furthermore influences several other throws. Bradley Chubb also had a play in which he hits Aiden O'Connell with an uncovered defender underneath. And the Raiders backed up in their own territory on third seven and forces an incompletion. You think about Jalen Ramsey, former top 10 overall pick. Two leaping interceptions. Lots of really high-water moments from high-investment players in this Dolphins defense. And that's exciting because the, that swagger of this Dolphins defense, it's, it's starting to become pretty apparent. And that's going to happen when you come out and you post 296 yards of offense and five yards per drive. And uh, the Raiders really um, racked up a significant amount of yardage late in the game when the Dolphins were committed to playing Ben Don't Break. Uh, it's going to happen when you are four of 16 on third and fourth downs, which the Dolphins were, so 25% conversion rate on money downs for the Raiders offensively in this game. Raiders rushed for two first downs, and one of them was an Aiden O'Connell scramble, or a quarterback sneak, I should say, on a short yardage situation. And I think second down. So Miami, a lot of positive momentum, 2.3 yards per rush. Uh, 16 rush attempts, 36 yards. Raiders, Raiders lowest yards in a game since 2017. We went all over the numbers on the post game in the immediate aftermath of the show. And what was pretty well established 
was that the Dolphins defense did its thing and held the Raiders to 13 points and the Dolphins win the football. But when you see and you you recollect there's a third and one off a turnover to start the second half and Christian Wilkins swims across the face of right tackle Thayer Munford and then pinballs back down inside of Michael Mayer who's trying to block him down on the combo and beats a double team and gets penetration up into the backfield and contacts and gets a grasp on Josh Jacobs and is able to wrap him up and extend and string him out long enough for pursuit to come and force a run stuff on a third and one near midfield. That's a big play in a big moment after a quick change. You think about Jalen Ramsey, obviously the, the game ender, but even the first one where he's, oh, they, they, you get motion at the snap. So they, end up pushing Jalen Ramsey out. They're playing quarters coverage. Jalen Ramsey is in a half turn and he's getting depth and the route breaks in and there's pressure that's collapsing around Aiden O'Connell and Jalen Ramsey anticipates and reacts and drives and triggers on that throw. And maybe the throw was a little behind him, the receiver, because of the pressure. I also thought that Jerome Baker and his coverage underneath, if, if he would have tried to lead him, he probably could have thrown the interception to Jerome Baker. So he puts a spot in a place where he could, the receiver doesn't work back to the ball. Jalen Ramsey converts out of quarters coverage and drives and triggers and, and undercuts this throw and makes a diving interception. As the Dolphins are, are clinging to and protecting a small lead and looking to find momentum. All of these things are great embodiments of what I think this Dolphins defense can be when you consider the mantra of big-time players make big-time plays in big-time moments. And the Dolphins have a lot of big-time players. Like, you look at the pedigree of this unit. You can just go through uh, the basic 11 that you have. And you've got Christian Wilkins' first-round pick, Bradley Chubb's first-round pick, um, Jalen Phillips' first-round pick, Jalen Ramsey's first-round pick. Xavier Howard's a second-round pick. Javon Holland's a second-round pick. Right. You got a lot of dudes. Jerome Baker's a third-round pick. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, I believe, was a third-round pick when it was all said and done for himself as well. But I do want to I, – I hate getting stuff wrong, and I know when I'm talking off the cuff and I end up rambling, sometimes we miss these things. So let's not let it fall through the cracks. He was not a third-round pick. It's a late day three pick by the Baltimore Ravens. Shout out the Ravens and Ozzie Newsom uh, between Deshaun Elliott and uh, Zach Sealer. The Dolphins got themselves a couple nice players uh, from that end stage Ozzie Newsom era uh, that are contributing and meaningful contributors to the Dolphins defense. But um, the pedigree for Miami, as the games get bigger and the stage gets larger, I think is, is something that's really going to be helpful for them. They have a primetime nationally televised game. I guess it's prime time, the only show in town on Friday this week. Uh, and of course, the big news coming out of uh, New York or New Jersey. The Jets are making a quarterback change, and that was revealed yesterday. Uh, Tim Boyle is going to be the starting quarterback. Trevor Simeon's going to be the backup quarterback. Zach Wilson has gone from the first string quarterback. I guess technically the second string quarterback because Aaron Rodgers is the first string quarterback. Uh, he's been the starter, and he's going from the start of the third string on a short week. I think that uh, is an opportunity for this Dolphins defense to extend and continue, even if the offense doesn't put their best performance together yet again this upcoming Friday because they are playing a very talented defense. 
let's eliminate the, the negative plays that put the opposing team in scoring position. And you have yourself a position where, you know, the Jets, the last three games, five games, 244 yards offense, 251 yards offense, 270 yards of offense, 365 versus the Raiders, 155 versus the Bills, the banged up Bills. The Dolphins are next, and they're averaging 260 yards allowed in the last three games defensively. So we'll talk a little bit about the uh, dynamics of Tim Boyle in New York a little bit later on this show. But we also have to talk about some areas that I think there's still some areas for growth. So for as good as it's been, as good as statistically, you look at, hey, four straight games with a turnover. Uh, you've got one, two, three, four, five of the last six games. Uh, you did not allow 300 yards of total offense. Uh, the only offense which did was the Philadelphia Eagles, which got 355 yards of offense against you. Uh, you logged two turnovers in that game. In spite of all that, um, there, there's still room for growth. And we're going to talk about that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Let's say you uh, didn't get your tickets to MetLife Takeover. And, of course, every year Dolphins fans take over MetLife, and it's it's one of the great traditions of the NFL season on an annual basis is Dolphins fans showing up in mass in uh, New Jersey. <laughs> but if you are thinking about going, I got good news for you. Thanks to GameTime, you can get yourself some good tickets uh, as well. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, and they're obsessed with finding you ways to save money when you buy your tickets. You can see your view from your seat. So how's that for peace of mind? You know exactly what your sight lines are going to look like. And they present all your value and cost up front. There are no hidden fees that catch you by surprise when you put the tickets in your shopping cart and go to check out. You can buy tickets in just seconds with a few taps on your phone and carry your ticket with you on your phone. And with things like zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less elsewhere, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create account, use code locked on NFL for $20 off your purchase. That's game time app, create an account, use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Uh, that is code locked on NFL. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. The holiday season is stressful. So let's take a moment and acknowledge that today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, this time of year can be a lot for people for a varied uh, myriad of reasons. And it's natural sometimes to feel anxiety about the holidays, but adding something new and positive to your life can they counteract some of those feelings? Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, to give you the tools you need to manage everything that you are feeling and everything that is going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. So amidst all of the flowers that the Dolphins defense is getting right now, I think it's worth acknowledging this group can still get better. Uh, there were some pass rushes that were close, but no cigar. Maybe a little bit better initial hand placement, maybe uh, an earlier reaction with a, a club or a hump move, and uh, you're, you're getting more sacks. 
And the Dolphins logged two sacks of Aiden O'Connell. They also had the in-the-grasp interception on fourth down to Jalen Phillips, speaking of big-time players, making big-time plays in big-time moments. That counts. Absolutely. Phillips had two sacks and the interception, one of the stars of the game uh, for the Dolphins' defense. But I would also look to David Long. David Long has played some phenomenal football over the course of the past month, month and a half. I did not think David Long played a particularly good football game on Sunday against the Raiders. And case in point, you had some instances throughout the course of this football game where David Long was off the field in favor of Andrew Van Ginkle. From a snap count perspective, all of your usual suspects were all of the usual suspects. This is not a very big rotation for the Dolphins. You had players at 100%, you had five. Javon Holland, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Deshaun Elliott, and Jerome Baker. Okay, so your core four secondary players in base, and your green dot linebacker. Christian Wilkins played 95% of the snaps, 58 out of 61 snaps defensively. Zach Sealer played 54, that's 89%. Jalen Phillips played 54, that's 89%. Bradley Chubb played 52, that's 85%. It, these horses are horses right now, and the Dolphins are riding them. And they should, because they're, they're your best players, and it's not close. Andrew Van Ginkle and Cater Kohu, respectively, 42 and 45 snaps. The one that stands out, Cater Kohu, 74% of the snaps at 45 uh, of the defensive snaps. The one that stands out is Andrew Van Ginkle out-snapping David Long, 42 to 28. And this dynamic is in place in large part because some of the nickel reps, David Long was off in favor of Andrew Van Ginkle. And maybe some of this was because this was a blue-collar, downhill, really physical run game. I thought you saw David Long have a couple of really nice run fits where he slices and beats a, a, a offensive lineman uh, in the hole to, to get penetration and slash and then make a tackle on, on Josh Jacobs. But those plays were also transposed against uh, some in-the-phone-booth reps where Long is trying to be physical and he's trying to fire downhill and he's getting knocked off his spot or he's losing his footing or he's getting swallowed up at the point of attack. And for as physical as he is, at the end of the day, he is a smaller player. Uh, as far as linebackers go, this is a player who's playing in the 220s. He's listed on the roster at 227. Not a big player. You you contrast that to Andrew Van Ginkle at 242. It's about a 15-pound difference. And I remember you go back to week one against the Chargers, and everybody's asking, why is David Long off the field in favor of Andrew Van Ginkle in these nickel reps? And you've seen it intermittently throughout the course of the season, and I think Andrew Van Ginkle could be a nice rotational player there. But if David Long is going to struggle against phone booth run game offenses, uh, it's something to be aware of, and you, and you hope he can continue to find leverage and anchor and play with control, but also play with the violence that makes him a great player. Because this defense is definitively better when David Long is firing on all cylinders. There's no question about that. Dolphins sorely missed him down the stretch against Philadelphia. By the way, shout out to the Eagles. They knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs last night in Arrowhead on Monday Night Football to drop the Chiefs to 7-3 and three and back into a tie, although they do have a tiebreaker with the Dolphins in the AFC Conference standings. Uh, there's seven games left to play for Miami. They were a half a game behind the Baltimore Ravens with a head-to-head -head left on the schedule for the one seed in the AFC. Jacksonville lost to Kansas City 7-3. Miami lost to Kansas City 
I also have the Cleveland Browns sitting at seven and three, but they've lost to Sean Watson for the season. They have a fifth, fourth, fifth round rookie quarterback starting in Dorian Thompson Robinson. They scored 13 points against Pittsburgh. Uh, you have to think they're going to fall off the pace a little bit. Miami's got a really enticing four game stretch here to make a run before the challenging close with Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. We're all over the map here. <laughs> but there's so much, there's so much like this time of year, it's like rubber's really meeting the road. There's so much that you got to process. But I say all that to say, I'd like to think David Long, if you're just going to line up and play big boy football against the Dolphins, David Long can continue to progress to the point where he's not mitigated so easily. Not to say easily mitigated, but uh, his impact is is marginalized the way that it felt like it was. And I'll say this too for David Long. I, I thought some of the past coverage reps, uh, some wasted space, maybe didn't see this game particularly well for whatever reason. Maybe it was the conflict of, hey, I really got to get down in there and be physical with these guys if they run the ball. And then they don't run the ball and, and now you're in recovery mode. I don't know. But it just looked like David Long did not play his most comfortable football game against the Raiders when he was on the field. And the snap count reflects that because his snaps uh, were reduced. And that 46% snap count, you cross-reference that versus a 67% snap count uh, throughout the course of the entire season and acknowledge that he played a handful of snaps in week one and he missed the final 20 minutes against Philadelphia. And uh, you're, you are just a little aware that that's not the the expectation we've come to have for David Long. It's the fewest snaps he's taken in a game, including the Philadelphia game, on which he left and only played 37 snaps, which was 51%. It's the fewest snaps he's played in a game since week one. 17, 62, 36, 54, 66, 51, 37, 47, 46, 28. He, he's about an 80% player when he's healthy. Except for the first game and this most recent game. So that's that's something to watch. And then obviously Andrew Van Ginkle becomes less of a chess piece if he's stepping into some of those nickel reps as just a linebacker with primary responsibilities. I thought you saw Andrew Van Ginkle do a pretty good job of that. He's been kind of hit or miss. Obviously, it's understandable. He's transitioned to this. It's still new to him. So maybe that's an exciting extra layer as he continues to stack experience. But I would also say, you know, David Long and, and Hopefully finding a way to keep him on the field for 80, 85, 90% of the snaps defensively for the Dolphins. I think it's a better unit so long as he sees the field appropriately against teams that want a big weight. And the Raiders have a big offensive line. But uh, this was a bit, little bit of an outlier. Now we're going to talk about the Jets next on this episode of Lockdown Dolphins. It is New York Jets hate week feel comfortable saying this at 18 and a half minutes in because any Jets fans that come tinkering in looking for some smack to talk, they probably make it 18 minutes in. So welcome to New York Jets hate week. Uh, we're putting a bow on week 11 versus the Raiders here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. One thing that uh, we do know for sure is the line for this game on Friday has moved courtesy of the news that Tim Boyle will be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. I uh, want you to score early this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets when winning a $5 money line bet. So if you think the Dolphins are going to beat the Jets on Black Friday and you have not taken up this offer yet, I don't know what to tell you. Now is the time. It's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. It's a wide range of betting options, including spreads. Dolphins up to nine and a half last I saw in the FanDuel Sportsbook. 
player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dolphins, Jets, Tim Boyle. This is just worth acknowledging uh, as we talk about this Dolphins defense off of the performance against the Raiders. One of my favorite things from the Dolphins Raiders um, group uh, of reps that we had a chance to collect was one of the Dolphins uh, pass rush packages. Had Andrew Bigel on the outside, had Jalen Phillips lined up in a three technique, had Christian Wilkins lined up over top of the center, and then had Bradley Chubb as the other pass rusher. That's your best pass rush combo. And Jalen or Bradley could be the one who ends up lining up inside and you would have no qualms with it. Uh, hope to see that. Hope to see this defense earn the right to rush the passer against the Jets. Uh, this line did start at Miami minus seven, minus seven and a half. It's up to minus nine and a half with the news of Tim Boyle being the new starting quarterback for the New York Jets as of this week. And for the Dolphins, Mekhi Becton's going to be out. Uh, he suffered an ankle sprain against the Bills. So that's another, it's going to be fourth round rookie Carter Warren out of University of Pittsburgh. It's going to be the starting tackle, the other starting tackle. And that's important to note because, you know, when we were doing the um, draft experience back in March and April, and I was doing seemingly three shows a day, spotlighting individual player prospects and their fit with the Dolphins. Um, that, that was a player that we spotlighted, Carter Warren. And Carter Warren is big, he's physical, but he's kind of reminds you of what Jermaine Illuminor or what Thayer Munford were for the Raiders. And that's bad news for the Jets. So th this is a group that's really banged up. You're looking at Carter Warren starting. You're looking at Lakin Tomlinson at one of the guard spots, rookie Joe Tipman at center, uh, Billy Turner, maybe. Max Mitchell, maybe Austin DeCoolis, maybe Chris Glazer, maybe like these are the guys, Dennis Kelly. These are the guys that are going to be starting for the Jets. Some combination of that five guys. And obviously it's a, it's a moving target and they, they got to take these injuries in stride and figure out who their best combination of five is. Billy Turner missed last week against the Bills because of an injury as well. So now you got both tackles down and this doesn't even include Connor McGovern went on IR. Uh, Dwayne Brown was designated to return in week nine. Uh, Wes Schweitzer's on IR. Elijah Barrett Tucker's on IR. Uh, the Jets are pretty banged up coming into this football game. You are in the right to rush the passer in this group, in this game, uh, against Tim Boyle as the starting quarterback. And I think it profiles even more favorably than what the Raiders matchup did as far as ma individual matchups on the offensive line. We'll talk about this. We obviously have the crossover Thursday, which will come on Thursday on Thanksgiving uh, with um, Locked on Jets. And we will 
uh, kind of give you an update on the Jets season as a whole as they sit this season where um, it kind of feels like they're throwing stuff against the wall just to see if something's going to stick. We have hard knocks tonight for the Dolphins, obviously on HBO to look forward to as well. So we got a lot of ground to cover, but it's just my thoughts in looking at the Jets with Tim Boyle, whose track record as an NFL quarterback is not good. You're going to have to come out and you're going to have to execute. But this, while it adds a layer of mystery and intrigue and unknown to this game, you look at what they have up front and you look at the performance that the Dolphins had against arguably a comparable group, and your expectations should be similar. The run game effort should be just as good. And I know Brees Hall is a really explosive player, and all it takes is one play to flip that script. Uh, but Josh Jacobs had 36 yards. If you tackle well, and and Brees Hall's more explosive than Josh Jacobs, but I'd say Jacobs is more powerful, it should put you in a position to uh, really dictate terms and squeeze and compress this Jets offense and put you in a great position to hopefully move to 8-3. and three. We'll talk about those dynamics and react to hard knocks with our next episode of Live on Dolphins, which will be coming out tomorrow. On Wednesday, I am Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. I'm out of here. Fins up. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.